foodie. 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 From the Not A Foodie Studio, which is not a studio, it's actually just my dining room table in Queens, New York. It's the Not A Foodie Podcast, and joining me as always, it's Mike Moranti. Hey, what's going on? And I'm Tom Mialy, and we're the Not A Foodie Podcasters. We, Mike and I have been talking about just different things that we want to, different sort of episodes, different kinds of uh, series that we might do. We're out of episode ideas. Yeah. We just, we get, <laughs> I come to Tom's house and I'm like, what do you want to talk about today? <laughs> so one of the things that we talked about, um, we were just talking about like our favorite <sighs> restaurants in New York and it's too much to do in one episode. So today we decided uh, we're going to do our first in a series of New York City food episodes and this episode is going to be about classic old school new york restaurant experiences like some places may be tourist traps some or some places may be perceived as tourist traps but they're worth it some places may be sort of in an outer borough somewhere but but completely worth it some places may, may be new oh you classics. want you want to do outer borough too i could do outer borough oh, okay yeah. all just, right perfect I mean, just a couple i mean I, there's yeah I don't know uh, as far as um, classic restaurants go. Like, there's a lot of old school, you know, 200 year old restaurants in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a few of them around Brooklyn, Queens. You know, not so much uh, the Bronx and Staten Island, but there there are places like that. So, I would absolutely go into the outer boroughs. We are an all borough podcast. I think I've only been to Staten Island once. Like, I've driven through it to like go to Jersey. Right. I right. like actually inside Staten Island. I've never been on the ferry. I um I up until three or four years ago, the only time that I had ever stepped foot on Staten Island soil was um, when I got a speeding ticket coming home from Jersey, and I was asked to get out of the car. Um, and for some weird reason, uh, like I guess my description was matching someone who was you know oh, of nefarious Christ. origin. So I had to like I was on the side of the road, my kids in the car. And I was on the side of the road for like a half hour, like showing tattoos, just to show like, look, I'm not this person. <laughs> so that was my, that was my Staten Island experience. Then a few years ago, um, a friend of mine moved to Staten Island and, and this is not an old school New York restaurant, but she took me to this place and I will, I'm not going to remember the name of it. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, but it's run by nonas. It's run by grandmothers and every night a different grandmother cooks. Oh, I saw, um, that was so loud. Sorry. I, no. And they're <laughs> excited. all, all different ethnicities. Yeah. 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 I saw it on Facebook. I saw what, yeah. It oh, looked man. really, really it's cool. Great. I mean, I, I went and you know, I went one of the Italian nonas and they have like gabuzel on the menu, which is, um, sheep brains, which is something that my grandfather would talk about, but I would never, you know, I never saw anywhere. So like really old school stuff. Um, but that was the only, that was my first venture into Staten Island. And since then I've been back a bunch of times and I love it. Staten um, Island, <clears throat> Staten Island has the best pizza. Staten Island has the best pizza. Yeah. It's like a, like a, a fact, like Staten Island <laughs> has the best pizza, I, you know, um, and like nobody wants to admit it, but it's true. On previous podcasts, you've said that you live across the street from the best pizza place in New York city. Staten Island doesn't count as New York. Though. Like, <laughs> like, I, like <laughs> the best pizza is in Staten Island, but nobody goes there because it's Staten Island. And, uh, 
it, you can't take like so a it's like there. you know if someone eats pizza in the woods does it really happen yeah yes it might as well be like in jersey like <laughs> jersey's got some good pizza too yeah sure i believe it <laughs> but like staten island as far as the five boroughs go supposedly like has the best pizza do you um what do you think of when you think of new york like classic new york food like classic new york restaurants i should say uh number one is lugers well i would say that steak is definitely like that's that's what the first thing i think of i mean you know there are other cities that are known for steak like chicago is known for beef and but, but the new york city steakhouse the cream and the cream spinach the mashed potatoes the porterhouse for two the big yep. the big cabernet sauvignon from california the uh Chocolate lava cake. Yeah. Like, yep. <clears throat> Old that, school Lugers. Yeah. The, that Peter Lugers experience. Every other steakhouse in New York City and probably America is modeled after the Peter Lugers experience. Do you know what they're actually modeled after? Do you know what America's first restaurant is? No. America's first restaurant. They build themselves as America's first restaurant. Delmonico's. Delmonico's, Delmonico's is yeah. older, older than Lugers? Older than Lugers, yeah. Delmonico's. Um, a few years older and you know, they invented, uh, they invented the baked Alaska. They invented the Delmonico steak, um, which is what I think it's just the porterhouse for two, right? Isn't that the Delmonico or is it a ribeye? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they are, they are the old school. They, they build themselves as America's first restaurant. In fact, I, I was reading a book a little while ago called, um, and another thing that I forgot, but it's (laughs) a book about, um, Restaurants that sort of changed America and Delmonico's is on the cover. Delmonico's is is one of the first restaurants that that's there. My friend uh, Massimo Latanzi, his parents own a couple of restaurants. One of them being, oh, his family, not his parents, uh, own one of them being Latanzi mm-hmm. uh, on Restaurant Row. And he was telling me that his uncle brought, um, oh, what the fuck is it called? Shit, the dessert. Um, Tiramisu. Yes, actually. Really? Yes. Yeah. Look at that. I knew it. I knew. I, you know, I'm stereotyping tira- the Italian name. He dessert. brought tiramisu yeah. to the states. <laughs> That's awesome. Which I don't know if it's true, but that that would be like an absurd thing to lie about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it's also one of those things that you can lie about that people can't really check. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm in, I'm flat out my... going to tell my grandkids, like you know, that hey, I invented the pizza. Yeah. I brought the pizza. <laughs> in in my world, Massimo's uncle did bring tiramisu to not that he invented tiramisu but he just brought it to the states so i so i think delmonico's is worth it for the restaurant history delmonico's is good luger's is better luger's is the steakhouse experience i think if you only have time for one meal in new york city it should be peter luger's i like like i don't even think peter luger's is the best restaurant i just genuinely think if you have time for one meal that's where you should go. That is the experience, right? Yeah. Like old school waiters that make six figures and cash. Sh- and sh- buster balls. And yeah. Like, and, you know, what do you want? Do you want steak for two, steak for three, steak for four? And that's pretty well much done. It. We don't do that well What's, done. No, not, no such thing yeah. as well done. I I will throw another restaurant into this mix for, for steak and for beef and chops. And it's Keen's. Yeah. Keen's I've is, never is been one to of my Keen's, favorites. But for oh, the yeah. mutton. Yeah, yeah. Mutton chops. Um, the history, I mean, Keen's you know, started out as a social club, like a pipe smoking club and there's old pipes on the wall. Like I think Alexander Hamilton's pipe is on the wall there. Like oh, it's, yeah, it's you just, old You got school. the wheels turning for the a place I want to bring up then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to Wolfgang's. Soon. Wolfgang's is, is a, one of the Luger's spinoffs. Yeah. It's right? literally, he was like the head server at Luger's yeah. and they're like, Hey, here's some money. Let's make a restaurant. And that happened, um, I guess that happened probably like 15 years ago 
maybe the Luger's crew. Just, mm, just I thought that was like '90s, '80s, '90s Wolf of Wall Street money. Um, I thought that's what that was. Just I'm a bunch to think. of Wolf. Uh, let's see. No, it was bros. it was it was early 2000s because early to mid 2000s. <laughs> Um, when Wolfgang, the first Wolfgang opened up. And the story is that, you know, Wolfgang was the head waiter at um, Peter Luger's and was like, well, why are we, Why do people have to travel all the way to Brooklyn to get a good steak? Which, really, that's how it was. If you wanted the best steak in New York, you'd have to travel to Brooklyn. To Williamsburg. You, you have Williamsburg, to travel to Williamsburg. When, which is when Williamsburg was shit and yeah. it was only there for Peter Luger's. Exactly. There was nothing there. I mean, you could barely get a taxi to come back. It was You have to hire a private car to get out there and come back. Now it's like, you know, now it's no problem. But... I mean, I remember when I lived in when I first moved to Manhattan. You know, I walked over the Williamsburg Bridge to go to Luger's because I I did not. I knew I wasn't going to get transportation. I mean, I lived on the Lower East Side. It wasn't that long of a walk, but I would walk over the bridge to get to Luger's to get the best steak in New York. But I think I would say that for the history of steak and for the New York experience, it's Luger's for just history in general and. Eating in a place where you know that like Orson Welles ate and like you know just old school. You I, see pictures on the wall. I mean, of everyone's all these ate people. at Peter Luger's. Literally, I'm just, well, I'm saying Keens oh, for okay, for that. Like just just to sort of be surrounded and enveloped in this history. That like yeah. Luger's, the history is there. Keens, the history is punching you in the face. Like there are you know there's pipes. They have they have thousands of pipes. Like these old long white. Um, pipes and used to be like a social club where people will where guys you know 200 years ago would go smoke their pipes and have chops and martinis or whatever so just gin just, just gin rotgut gin so lugers keens delmonico's i think are the three that i would say are historical new york sort of steak mm-hmm. um the other thing i think of new york and i don't know many places that do it better is um the old school Jewish deli. I mean, Katz's, I think. Uh, I feel like the only other one in the country is Zingerman's in Ann Arbor. That's <laughs> it. Like, literally, I can't name any other, like, uh, country-wide famous deli. You have Katz's, you have Carnegie Deli. And Carnegie's no no longer around. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, Jews know, Jews from anywhere know about Ben's Best in Regal Park. Yeah. But I don't think that's a thing that New Yorkers know about. Yeah. Yeah, no, Ben's best. I I know about. Um, but because you're, you're from the neighborhood. It. Yeah, I know. I know it, and I know that it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was, and it still is a very Jewish neighborhood. But it was an extremely Jewish neighborhood years ago. Mm-hmm. So Ben's best, um, here in Queens. But I think Katz's is sort of like the Kat, iconic. Yeah, I mean, there's New a, York. There's a movie scene. They're yeah, like that's the when Harry met Sally movie scene, right? Yeah, I'll have what she's having. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But and the, my my favorite thing, like, I used to live across the street from Katz's. I used to live um, okay. on Houston and Avenue A, so like Caddy Corner. My balcony looked at Katz's. My friend lives on Attorney Street. Yeah, right there. Which I literally had never heard of until she moved there. <laughs> right around the block from Katz's. Yeah. But I would stop off at Katz's and get like a hot dog, you know, just because I could. And and everything about Katz's from the minute you walk in, you get it's you know so you get this New paper ticket. Like you and you're expected to know what to do. You walk in and you're like, you're given a ticket and you try to leave there and you don't give them that ticket back. Like basically you, you walk in, you get a ticket. They write down whatever you get on the ticket. So you go to the counter, you order your stuff, they write down whatever you get. And then when you leave, you take that ticket with the handwritten notes on it to the cashier and the, you know, you pay for your meal and that's it. Um, but like you're expected to know that 
Like, and that's a New York thing. If you start walking out without giving your ticket, even if you've bought nothing, which people do because it's a tourist trap. People come into Katz's, they get their ticket, they walk around because they want to see where oh, well, Meg Ryan and that, Billy Crystal. If you do Crystal. that, you're, you're a fucking weirdo loser. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a what? Yeah, people like, walk in. They want to see that movie scene. Yeah, they want to see that but, table. So, like, you know? get a fucking pastrami and rye. <laughs> <laughs> well, g- take a 20 out of your wallet. Get the biggest pastrami and rye in the world. Yes. And then take your picture yep. and then leave. Don't just go in there and get a piece of paper. That's a weird move. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, the, the best about Katz's is, is when they're making your pastrami sandwich or your corned beef or whatever, if you tip the guys a couple bucks, they'll give you – first of all – the amount of meat that they give you on a sandwich will feed you for three days. Yeah, it's it's I, it really is like a twenty dollars sandwich, yeah. but like it's it, you you don't feel like you're being robbed in any. No, I mean it's so big. You you know they give you a, they put it on a sandwich and they technically call it a sandwich because it's you know two pounds of meat between two skinny little pieces of rye bread, but then they give you like five extra slices of rye bread on the side <laughs> so that you can make a whole bunch of different other sandwiches with it. Um, but if you tip them while they're making your sandwich, they'll like double your meat but just keep giving it to you while they're cutting so they'll cut one slice and they'll put it on your sandwich and then they'll cut another slice of pastrami and then just give it to you to eat there it's like feeding seagulls at the beach they're just throwing pastrami in your face and and it's awesome that sounds like your dream yeah right (laughs) i'm not gonna read too much into that comment (laughs) but katz's i think is classic old school new york and that whole area it's changed a lot but it still has that that old school feel to it. You know, you got Russ and Daughters down the block, which is the old school appetizing place. And, and I mean, you have just like St. Mark's, which is like, still kind of feels like 70s old school New York. Yeah. It doesn't. I, it's not the same as it used to be, but nothing no, it's in New not York as dirty. is. It's not as gross. Yeah, NYU came and took over St. Mark's and, you know, it's not the place where I went to go see punk rock shows like when I, you know, snuck out of high school. I mean, CB's is... Uh, CB's is gone. It, no, it's a, it's a clothing store. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, they, I think they still have the stage and then they have... I like, have not been there. They have like punk rock um, memorabilia everywhere yeah cb's was overrated when i lived down there i worked the door there a couple times um back when i first moved to the city um but it was overrated then and yeah you know but, but it's it's the name it's there's the history to it um what about bars speaking of cbgb's like oh, yeah. old school bars yeah mcsorley's mcsorley's is, mcsorley's is where i had my first legal beer really yeah that's a great place to have a good legal yeah beer, your first legal beer i like um the two that i well i think there oh, are three. Wait, mix. I feel like we should say we what definitely yeah. talk about mix. Orleans is the oldest bar in America. Um, uh, Abe we, Lincoln had a beer there. They don't have beer on tap. They have the dark beer and the light beer. McSorley's brand. And when you order a beer, a dark or a light, you get two beers. They're both small. I don't know why they do it like that, but you get two. It's probably some weird prohibition thing. I don't so, know. so like the guys come with like like you know like the Oktoberfest girls holding like. A couple of steins, they're carrying like twenty five little mugs of beer. Yeah, just tiny mugs. And um, the best is you drink half of one and half of the other, and you make a black and tan. <laughs> that that's my uh, trick to mix. Well, what was up until and the cheese plate? Up until years ago, up until maybe the nineties, no women were no, no women were allowed in the place. Yeah. And then when they finally were forced to allow women into McSorley's. Um, they, you know, they were forced to put in a ladies' room. And it's gross. And they put the ladies' room in, and then they put, like, tables in front of it so you could never get to it. And it was just a, 
I, I mean, they it's an old school Irish bar. I don't know who would want to go to a bar that women weren't allowed into. Also, <laughs> an old gentleman's drinking club down in the Bowery, you know. Um, and I, I like, I like it for the history of McSorley's. I don't like hanging I, after your turn like twenty five. I don't no. think you ever want to go back there. No, it's just it's, it's like sort a of thing gross. to do. Yeah, it's not like if you're a regular at McSorley's and you're not like a cop or a firefighter. I don't even think they drink there. <laughs> No, they, every every like September 11th and everything. There's always yeah, like a bunch there. That's true, um, but the other the other bars that I think they get honorable mentions. So there's PJ Clark's. PJ Clark's is mm-hmm. is huge. I'm not a big fan. I never really went there. It's it's you know sort of the the first pub type place in America that served like that kind of you know burgers and and stuff like that. Um, but my two favorites are the Ear Inn. Um, the Ear Inn is down. Oh man, it's down below the meatpacking district by like, you know, just above Tribeca by the Holland Tunnel. And it's old school. It's where the longshoremen used to go and drink. And they call it the Ear Inn because the sign just says bar in neon, but the B on the bar had burned out. So it says ear. Um, the, the two lines that connect the B on the bar. On the, That's on the crazy. Bar. So, they, so it's the Ear Inn. Um, and the other place, which is my absolutely 100% favorite um old school bar to go to in new york is um old town bar in uh in like i guess it's considered gramercy okay park it is the oldest continually operated bar in new york wow yeah and it's great it's um and it's still it's a mixture of young professionals and old men and there's uh, yeah yeah and it's it's got a great literary crowd. There's always authors in there. Um, you watch any you know power hungry movie from like the '80s, like Bright Lights, Big City, or anything like that. And there's always scenes at Old Town Bar. Um, you know, the urinals at Old Town Bar are like pieces of artwork. They're these gigantic marble like urinals that are like <laughs> 200 years old. It's awesome. And the the only bar that I know that has artwork in the bathroom. Yeah, right. We're talking about is um. Talk about CBGBs. CBGBs had artwork in the bathroom. It was just graffiti. You know, uh, Debbie Harry got fucked here. Is what it said. <laughs> true. Yes. Uh, Mama's Bar in uh, Alphabet City, like East Village. Uh huh. They have when you go in. There's only one bathroom. It's a unisex bathroom, and there's just a brass wall of just breasts, just like <laughs> just brass titties all over the wall. It's just brass, brass. Yeah. B- wait, brass breasts. Yeah, or copper. I don't know, but like really, mo- yeah. Wow. No, I don't think I've ever been. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> well, so after you go to the bar, you go get pizza. What what is your favorite old school pizza? That's my segue, by the way. That was a, that was an awesome segue. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> it um, was natural. Um, what's your favorite like old school pizza places? I really only eat pizza at Danny's House of Pizza. <laughs> I'm like, there, there's not even like not. Well, lying. I mean, there's like Lombardi's. Yeah, you know, or like L and B. L and B Spumoni Garden. That those two are like the two. They're both in Brooklyn. Lombardi's is like. Very expensive for one pie. And it's like the same guy, right? That's like the whole thing with Lombardi's. It's like the same old guys there just making the pie. Making pizza. Yeah. Lombardi's and John's of Bleecker Street are both like that. They're both the coal oven pizza that's Mm -hmm. been there forever. Um, L&B Spumoni Gardens in Brooklyn is... They have the best story ever. Go ahead. Tell it. Um, 
so it's a, a it's a affiliated restaurant. <laughs> yes. Um it's a restaurant that people would go to um in Goodfellas. Yes. So somebody stole the sauce recipe and opened up their own pizza place and they had a sit down. <laughs> the five families yeah, had to come together. They, they had a sit down about to the, mediate. Yeah, about how the sauce recipe was stolen, which is like incredible. It's I love just, that. <laughs> and I think I always say that if you are if you're coming to New York and you are a pizza nut, you need to go to Spumoni. You need to take the trip. It's not an easy place to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Gravesend, right? Bensonhurst. Yeah, Bensonhurst. Well, yeah. I don't know what Gravesend is. So if it's uh, part uh, of Bensonhurst. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's... um. It's it's a trip. It's a trip via public transportation. Um, it's not easy to get to by car either. Um, if you're going to go to the aquarium, if you're going to go to Coney Island, go to the aquarium on the way back and go to uh, you stop at L and B. That's a good idea. That's, That's a good move. Gardens. But if yeah. you're oh, but if you're at the aquarium, you're too full for pizza because you just went to Nathan's. <laughs> and how many hot dogs did you eat at Nathan's? You ate two hot dogs and a bacon cheese fry. Ooh. Nice. I love the bars and on the boardwalk, the Coney Island bars that are just disgusting. No, um, pass. by Nathan's. No, pass. Oh, there's a couple of them that are, that are disgusting. really, yeah, but good, disgusting. They're just the right kind of skeevy. Like the whole town of New Orleans is just the right time kind of skeevy. It's good. I love it. Um, but I would say yeah. So L and B Spumoni Gardens, and then you want to talk about another one that is um. Well, let's talk. Let's go back to L and B Spumoni Gardens for a second, because L and B Spumoni Gardens does something that is unconventional is they put the cheese on and then they put the sauce on top of the cheese Mm -hmm. and then they sprinkle that with like grated cheese and i think it's delicious it's sicilian it's It's a big you know thick crust square pie um and it's delicious does sicilian pizza exist outside of new york not in sicily i don't think no but like anywhere (laughs) like outside like new if you go past new jersey they just call it square they okay yeah. yeah i mean Detroit style pizza? Have you heard of Detroit style? Yeah, I went to style? college in Michigan. Yeah, so Detroit style pizza is square in Sicilia, but they call it Detroit style pizza, and in, it's a little bit thinner. In I think. Michigan, everyone puts ranch on their pizza. Uh, in Buffalo, they put blue cheese because their pizza sucks. Yep, same, same. <laughs> and when I went to school in Buffalo, I was appalled when I saw people putting blue cheese on their pizza. And then after the end of my first semester, I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing it too," because you need to do something to hide the taste of this shitty pizza. Gross. Um, plus, it's you know it's Buffalo, so blue cheese dressing is just Everything. everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know they have faucets of it, and it's like a public utility. Um, so, oh, so what I was going to say is the other place that's a little bit it's out it's not outer borough, but it's a little bit of a trip oh. to get to is um, Patsy's. I've heard of it. Patsy's up in Harlem. Yeah, I I think they're um, they've got a very old conventional pizza oven, so it's like. You know, it's like the kind of plain slice that you're used to, but it's just a, an oven that's been there forever. And what about uh, New Park? I don't know that. New Park Pizza in Howard Beach? Um, I don't on Cross Bay. It's on Cross Bay Boulevard? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know that I've, I don't think I've ever been there. I've mm-hmm. heard of it. That blows my mind that you've never been to New Park. I know. We live like 15 minutes from there. Yeah, that's where, you, right that's where you should do, you should go pick up a pie and bring it back for your kids. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's it called? New Park Pizza. New Park. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to get it a little well done. All right. That's like Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> I don't um I feel like we're infringing on Barstool Sports right now, their territory no, with the pizza oh, rankings. El, El Prez went to uh New Park. To New Park? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seeing 
him being in Howard Beach is probably one of the funniest things <laughs> I could think of. Um, but any, also, so all right, so pizza. Barstool Sports, if you're listening to this and want to pick us up, just <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> if you're one of the hundred listeners that we have, yes, please contact us for acquisition. Um, so Lombardi's, New Park, John's Bleecker Street. Patsy's, LMB Spumoni Gardens. That's a lot. Danny's House of Pizza. Yeah. Pick one. Uh, if you were coming to New York for one day, what are you doing? And you can't say Danny's. I, I mean, you, you yeah. You can't say Danny's. I'd say LMB. Yeah. Just whatever's I would perceive to be like Peter Luger's, like the most like New York experience. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think LMB is, it's oh, different. Shit. Oh, Roberta's? No, we're, that's too new. Yeah, Roberta's I think is Roberta's is the best pizza. Well, so the thing about New York City is that you can get a slice <laughs> of pizza. All I'm learning is we have to do a pizza episode because this is <laughs> yes, yes. But we you can get a, a like a decent slice of pizza anywhere in New York. Like a, a mediocre slice of pizza in New York is better than ninety yeah. percent of Do- the pizza. Dollar pizza is fine. Yeah, but if you want a good sort of, I'm traveling to this place to get a, an original pizza experience. LMB Spumoni Gardens yes. is the place to go. Cool. Well, and that's outer boroughs. What are? Uh, give me some more outer borough places. Not necessarily pizza. Um, Indian and Chinese, and or yeah, Indian and like, uh, not Chinese, dim sum. Go to Flushing. What's the place in? Where do you go in Flushing for dim sum? I just go to a mall. Yeah, I just go <laughs> to like a random. I can't mall think and of I any. Say, Let me have this and this and this. I'm not. I don't have any like real Chinese friends who I can go to like dim sum with and be like order all the weird shit and i'll eat it i right. don't have like i don't have anyone like that so i just go to the mall and i'll just get like noodles and like i wanted to try chicken feet and it was five dollars for a container and i was trying to explain to the lady i don't want a whole container i want one i will give you one dollar for one and she's like no five dollars whole thing for the whole thing i was like this- you can get chicken feet john the block over here at east ocean palace in forest hills they have really good dim sum and they yeah. do chicken feet but you have to go and you have to tell them that you are, you know, you want n- not the white boy menu, you know, just tell, and they'll, oh, they'll bring it over. They'll I, bring it over. It's no problem. I was drunk and I, wa- I wandered into this Pakistani place where they just have food out mm-hmm. and I picked lamb curry and I picked uh green chili chicken and the guy's like, oh, this is very spicy. I was like, I know I'm white. I'm not that white. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed and then it was delicious. What else, so what else in Queens though is is like old school? Like I feel like you can go uh, get dim sum. I mean, you can go like go to Jackson Queen, Heights and get Indian food. Queens go to Flushing like and get the you know. the king of shitty old red sauce joints. But I wouldn't recommend it. No, you know you know what I would I recommend? would like I would never recommend Parkside. No, yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know what, you know what I would recommend just because of history and it's it's hot or cold. It's very old. Oh. Is um Bohemian Hall and Beer Garden? Oh, that place is awesome, but. You have to go during the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. So that, Bohemian Hall and Beer Garden is an old school German beer garden, and in if you go there, it's in Astoria in Queens, and it's been around for it's been around since the eighteen hundreds, I believe. Probably. Um, but you go there during the World Cup, or any, really, if you go during any soccer match, it's just insanity, and it is. It is where Queens, where all of the different neighborhoods of Queens get together to go yell and scream at TVs or soccer matches. And it's it's cheap, too. It's like it's like a very cheap place. Who are you rooting for now that the U.S. is out of the World Cup? Uh, England. I'm team England all the way. But isn't England's whole thing like they just never win the World Cup? Yep. I'm also a Mets fan (laughs) and an Islanders fan. So, 
Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, for Queens, I got to shout out Eddie Sweetshop. Eddie Sweetshop. Oh, that's old, great. Yeah. For me being an alumni there. He's he's saying this as he's wearing an Eddie Sweetshop t-shirt. Eddie Sweet Shop t-shirt. <laughs> and I I would agree. I can't believe that I missed that. It's like right under my nose. It's, it's literally, literally around the block from yeah. here. And it's, you know, how it's, you know, a couple it's like 100, 100 years, years old. old. Yeah, 100 it's year like old. 100 years old. 100 year old soda shop, ice cream parlor, make their own stuff. We've talked uh, about it yeah. before on the podcast. Everything's it's delicious. Awesome. Um, you know what else is good? It's not it it is it feels old school New York in Queens, but it's not. It's maybe fifty years old. Is um, have you been to Zumstamich? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Zumstamtisch. Yeah, Zumstamtisch. But yeah. um, my friend, there's another German restaurant called Oktoberfest. Manor Oktoberfest. And I'm friends with the owner. Okay. Like Stephanie's my age, and so I, I kind of if I want German food, go support my friend. Right. But Zumstamtisch is a good spot too. Yeah, it's old school German, you know, lots of Wursts and Schnitzels and things. The and great German beer selection, like, yeah. like phenomenal German beer. Yeah, selection it's not there. just ner- it's not just your Dinkelackers and yeah. things like that. No, really, like Rauch beer, like they have like four different Rauch beers. Yeah. Rauch beer is a smoked beer, and if you get a good one, it'll taste like bacon. Mm. Um. And then Lemon Ice King and Corona. Yeah, the like Lemon another... Ice King and Corona. That's another that's another good one. That's across from the Parkside, which we're not recommending. But um, I like going there. But I wouldn't recommend. Uh, but but the thing about the Lemon Ice King of Corona is you have to go get the ice. And, and I'm have... I, I, I'm only a lemon ice. I need oh, lemon you, ice. Of course you are. I mean, I'm old school. I, that's get, I, I think yeah. I get the mint chip or the peanut butter. Yeah, my kids are the same. They, they want, like, you know, some crazy flavor. They want cotton candy ice or yeah. whatever. But then you, what do you got to do? Watch bocce ball. You got to go watch the bocce yeah. game. You know, you watch the old men playing bocce. And it's not only old men anymore, and it's not even old Italian. No, men. it's it's Dominicans. And now it's Dominicans. Yeah. yeah. And that that is Queens right there, right? <laughs> like, it's you have this old Italian park, like this old little park that they made their own bocce courts. It's extremely competitive. And now that the neighborhood has changed, the Dominicans have just taken over bocce. <laughs> and it is crazy. You go there and, you know, one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, you're eating your lemon ice, watching these guys yell at each other. And they're all screaming at each other in different languages. And they're they're talking shit to each other. About but they're screaming. At, but bocce ball, if me and you are on the same team, we're on different sides. Or yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're screaming at each other too like not just at the people they're playing against yeah. like it's incredible one of my favorite new york city nights was going to we went to parkside got dinner went to lemon ice king of corona and then we walked over to the park to go watch bocce and like that's a good night yeah if like that's oh, yeah. fine but when we were walking over there there was some italian festival going on so not only were there was there bocce under the lights it was some small little local italian thing and there was a guy on a microphone and he was drawing raffle numbers. And all I hear him yell is, Gina, Gina, you won the TV. Gina, get down here. And he's calling up to like apartment buildings. Like, you won the TV. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a New York City night right there. That's, that's a night that my grandfather could have had. Yeah. You know? That, uh, that's in a movie. Yes. <laughs> so definitely old school. Um, what else? Uh well, if we're going to do like super old school compared to like now kind of old school, I think you have to talk about Le Bernadon. Le Bernadon would be now old school. Yeah. That would be, I would call that like it's modern been since old like the school. 70s. When did uh, Repair 80s? take over? Uh, Repair, I think very, in the 90s, right? Ve- no, I, I think like no they were only open for a few years. So it was in Paris mm-hmm. or in France. I think it was Paris. Then they brought it to New York and then uh, it was 
brother and sister. The brother was a chef. The sister's still alive. She runs everything. And um, then Eric took over. Or yeah. chef, chef Repair took over. And uh, it's been the best restaurant in New York City. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know too much about the history. All I know is that I've I got a private a bunch tour of the times. Oh, I, I it's it's phenomenal. Do you say you've been there a it's, bunch of times? I've been there twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there twice. Well, um well, I've been there twice to eat um but one a, a friend of a friend uh worked there. So I would go meet her there once in a while. But um I know one of the captains there cuz I went to high school with his kids. Oh yeah? Yeah. He gave me a private tour of the whole place. That's I I, I would love to see a, an Eric repair kitchen. Like oh, I, it's you incredible. see you see photos of it and you see videos the, every once in a while but like you know, him and Thomas Keller, they have those just pristine kitchens. Well, Everything like is perfect. The, and... the saucier, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have recipes. He just makes the sauces he makes... and he tastes them and he's like, oh, no, it needs this. It needs that. And he started off as like a dishwasher. Wow. And now he's the saucier there. That, that place is phenomenal. That is consistently like restaurants come and go. That is consistently the best restaurant mm-hmm. in Manhattan. We were talking about Michelin stars on different um, different podcasts. What is that? That's a three star. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's three star, and I mean, it's, it's gotten and four it's, stars from the New York Times every single time it's been reviewed. Yeah, it is. It's impeccable. Like you go there, you will everything that you have will be perfect. It's a it's a seafood forward restaurant. You know, mostly French style fish. I don't and, even think it's that like French anymore. No, I think it's just like good. <laughs> like, like, well, I mean, French is French has just. Um, seeped into every sort of cuisine right now, like the sauces and mm-hmm. things like over the past forty years or so. So it's French influenced, I would say. Yes. But um, yeah. Wow. Have you ever eaten there? Have you ever had a meal no, there? No, I have to go. I have to just go to the bar and have like a bar snack. I haven't been to Aldo Sam either. The yeah. the kitchen for Aldo Sam's wine bar is like a hot plate and like a panini maker. <laughs> That's great. If you so if you have the money. And want the New York experience? Le Bernardin is the restaurant. I, I would definitely to. do Le Bernardin over uh, EMP, Eleven Madison Park. Yeah, yeah. For just like for the experience, for like, I, I, there's like this air of just Eleven like, Madison Park is is was just voted like the best restaurant in the world yeah, or something like, like that. So douchey. They had like a summer pop up in the Hamptons, like that did not get well well, well nope. reviewed. Um, yeah, you're gonna take a bunch of restaurant people that never have vacation, and you're gonna send them out to the Hamptons to work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the, they put I, them I up. Have not Did been you know to, that they no, put them up for the whole summer? It's like working. It's like being jailed. It's like slave labor. <laughs> no, they were just part. Like they were just partying. How would you? Not? Oh, they, that's that, how would you not yeah. just part? Like you're gonna work your shifts, and then you're just gonna be out in the Hamptons, like wow. for free. I had no idea. I didn't know that they. Yeah, put they them had up there. the entire staff. Because they shut they down, shut down for they renovations, shut down for right? renovations, so in, they had to New keep York. paying yeah. their guys. They can't lose the staff. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. So yeah, I, I I haven't been to either in ten years. I went to the last time I was at La Bernadette was um, for my one year anniversary, wedding anniversary. <laughs> so that was you know nine years ago, uh, ten years nine years ago, ten years ago. I hope almost. Kristen doesn't listen. You can edit yeah, she this does. part out. Almost eleven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, 11 Madison Park, I haven't been there since they, you know, redid the place or anything. Were like you that. there when Danny Meyer still owned it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was there at the beginning of the Danny Meyer. Um, well, when Danny Meyer sort of took over that whole area, built yeah. the Shake Shack outside. and you know. Shake Shack was a hot dog cart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's they another sold... New York thing. Go wait online at Shake Shack. 
Yeah, there's Shake no. Shacks everywhere. Don't, do not don't do that. wait online at Shake Shack. I mean, yeah. So, I, so New Year things to do is go wait online at Shake Shack. Go to the Red Lobster in Times Square. There's an Olive Garden next door to it. Don't do any of those things, actually. Those are all bad choices. I get so angry when people say that they want to go to, you know, the Olive Garden in Times Square. Like People say that? Well, the, the, show me the big Olive Garden. <laughs> Have you? I'm sure you've been. I've never been. Um, one if by land, two if by sea. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a classic place. That I don't is know classic. if it's actually That's good, old though. I don't um, know if it's, like, outdated, if they've, like, done anything. I don't know. I mean, I remember 15 years ago that was, like, the number one restaurant. You know, in in the city, I, I know that they're famous for Beef Wellington, and that kind of makes me think like they're very outdated. I've had drinks there. I haven't had a meal there. And what about Tavern on the Green? Tavern on the Green sucks. Tavern on the Green. You heard it here first. Yeah, Hot Tavern. Take. I mean, it's they've gone through renovations. They've got, it's Tavern on the Green is completely overrated. Um, the food is mediocre at best. I've gone to, you know, a dozen sort of fundraisers and award shows and things like that at Tavern on the Green, and it sucks. It's a, it's a lot of corporate events. Um, yeah, no, it's not good. I mean, there are some good sort of catering places in Manhattan that you can go to for, for special events, and Tavern on the Green is like the worst of them. It's just nice because it's in the middle of Central Park, and it has a name to it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, don't go to Tavern on the Green. It sort of stinks. What other... Classic um, New York City restaurants. Oh, I think this is completely underrated and people don't go there, but it's classic. It's old school. It's a Grand Central Oyster Bar. I, w- I just showed my friend Grand Central Oyster Bar when she uh, came to visit me. It's great. It's, um, you know, they got a bunch of different oysters. It's consistently like good and fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fancy. It's a little overpriced, but it's Manhattan. But it's, you know, you go. It's uh, also hey, like a, a place. Like yeah. You go, you get a martini, and you have a dozen oysters, and you know you're, there's these big marble bars and that you can sort of sit at, um, and you can sort of walk around Grand Central and talk about the lore of like the Whisper Corner. Grand you know, Central the Whisper Station Corner is Grand so Central. sexy. Grand Central is awesome. It is so like that's a place I will never get. I walk through it once in a while when I have to go to the East Side, and I will never get bored of walking. I love Grand, Grand Central. Central Station. I love Grand Central. Like the the amount of hate I have in my heart walking from Penn Station to Sen, which is not it should be a 15 minute walk. Compared to like w- how happy I am walking through Grand Central Station is absurd. Well, walking through Grand, you can just wander Grand Central Station. There's all these little nooks and crannies. There's the food hall downstairs, mm-hmm. and there's um some of the secrets of Grand Central that I love is there's that one tile. That there's you know a Shake Shack in Grand Central. I didn't know that. Yeah, is it down in the food court? Yeah, yeah. There's there's that one tile. It's like a one foot by one foot um. um, piece of the ceiling so the ceiling is the constellations Mm -hmm. and it's got lights and it's beautiful it's this green ceiling with gold paint and there's lights that twinkle and it looks like the nighttime sky and there's constellations pointed on it but if you look in the i'm gonna totally mess this up but i'm gonna say in the northwest corner there's um a little black square and that is, they purposely left that in the 90s when they restored the ceiling of Grand Central to show you how shitty and disgusting the Grand Central was. Is that so a it's, Giuliani move? Uh, no, you know who was really behind it? it was um, the Kennedys. The Kennedys donated a lot of money to have it like restored but they wanted to show like years of you know Look what our years of did. people coming through here smoking cigarettes and diesel trains pulling in and out like you know for years and years and years caused this soot to be on the ceiling of grand central Matt, and that was that yeah the the thing that made me like love broad city the show yeah was uh they have to go to a wedding so they go to grand central station 
But then they're like, oh, shit, we actually have to go to Penn Station, which is like a mistake a lot of people make once in a while. Yeah. They aren't, neither one of them are from New York City. One's from Philly and one's from Long Island on the show. On the show. Yeah. Um, so they're going and then uh, one of the dates is like, oh, no, I can't go there. It's too gross. And just leaves. <laughs> and that, that is the difference between Penn Station and Grand Central Station. <laughs> and like I paused and like just died. <laughs> Grand Central is beautiful old school New York. Penn Station it's is like disgusting. stepping in shit while you know while walking down the street and a bum is yelling at you. Penn Station is like the parking lot of the Meadowlands if it was a a train station. <laughs> it's terrible. There's yeah, not- it's bad. They, they've got, uh, but they they sell cheap beer to go, so that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> um, Mike, let me ask you this to to close out. So you come to New York, you've got. Three days in New York to eat, and you only want to go to classic places. What, um, where would you go? You say Luger's, definitely. Luger's, uh, Lebernadon. Mm-hmm. So Luger's and Lebernadon for, well, Luger's for dinner, because you're not walking anywhere no. after that meal. Also Lebernadon. Lebernadon for, for dinner. dinner. Um, you go to Spumoni Gardens, I would for say, lunch. for lunch. And since you're having that big thing of pizza, maybe in the evening. Do you have a best burger in New York? Nah. I I feel like burgers are burgers change. There's no classic burger. There mm-hmm. there are some really good burgers in New York, but it changes every every yeah. once in a while. Uh, there was that bar in the West Village that, that everybody Spotty said. Spotty Pig? No, no. Um there was like an old school dive bar. There still is an old school dive bar that had the best burger in New York for a long time. But then then the burger revolution of the early two thousands came and everybody tried to have the best burger. I, I think Smith and Walensky's has the best burger. Smith and Walensky's has a good burger. Because they know how to just cook meat right. And the most mm-hmm. important thing about a burger is cooking it to temp. And steakhouse yes. burgers are odds and ends of their steaks. <laughs> so it's essentially just like a mishmash of dry aged steak right. cooked perfectly. I, yeah, I hear you. I love it. So would you say like you go to Spumoni Gardens for uh, for lunch and then go to Smith & Walensky's in uh, Midtown for, for a burger? Uh, no. 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 Oh, I would go to Flushing for dim sum. Yeah, that's a good one. I would go, or I would go to Jackson Diner in Jackson Heights for Indian Buffet. For, it's a $10 Michelin recommended Indian Buffet. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, you, you can't live on... Uh, on steakhouses and and you know five yeah. star meals for, for three days. No, you need something <laughs> greasy and spicy and delicious. Yes, that's that's a whole nother episode. Oh man, we're gonna get into that on what on about pasta episodes. What's your favorite Italian? Just Italian place? Oh, it it changes. It changes depending on what kind of Italian I want. If I want classic Italian, classic, if I want red sauce. If I mean, I want, is it you know. Don Pepe's? No, it wouldn't be Don Pepe's. Um, I. I have a special place in my heart for Babo. I love yeah. Babo. Babo was probably my choice. Babo, you know, w- would be one of my. I think it's one of the first nice pasta restaurants that I ever went to, where I was like, "Oh, this is like French gourmet food," but it's not. It's Italian and it's pasta and it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. So Babo is. So we there. did talk about Babo eh, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> cool. Well, I think uh, uh, I think that wraps up. Is that yeah, wrap it up? You got you, anything else? You want to do um. Uh, on the menu, eighty six special. Oh, okay. Do you have one? Yeah, I have one. All right. So explain what it is. Instead of saying "marry, fuck, kill" to stop uh, 
because because we've gotten some we've gotten some feedback that from Tom's mother-in-law. So it's to uh, appease her. Yeah. Yes. So uh, so we changed this. We're for gonna you. put it on the menu. Which means is, we're marrying. We're it. marrying it. Special means we're fucking it. And 86 means we're killing we're it. We're killing Which it. Which 86 in restaurants means you're out of it. So like it's... Yeah, you're done. We're 86ing yeah. it. Yep. So uh, steakhouses, pizza joints, fine dining establishments. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's know. easily the hardest thing ever. No. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you what I would do. I, I'll tell... I would... Uh, 86 fine dining establishments... Marry pizza joints, uh, or on the menu pizza joints, and uh, special steakhouses because that's kind of what my life is right now. Can anyway. I um can I get a steak at a fine dining establishment? Yeah, but it's not it's, it's not be a, like it's a not Luger's. hanger steak. It's not Luger's. It's not going to be a dry. Yeah. It's not going to be a twenty one dry aged porterhouse. But, but they do have those at some fine dining establishments. All right, I understand really? what you're saying. Yeah, you can go to. I mean, I, I okay, usually don't like, order them. There. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you can't get. I can't get a Luger steak. And cream spinach. Let's just say it's. Let's just say Luger's. No, 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 no. Because you just you can't imitate a. You can't go to a fine dining establishment. You get a steakhouse experience. I would marry the pizza place, um, or what? I don't know what the what our thing is, but marry the pizza place. <laughs> we just have to not curse. Yes, I'd put a. I'd special, the fine dining, and I'd kill the steakhouse. I'd kill the steakhouse because I, I like to. I can make my own steak at home. Making a steakhouse steak at home is something that I can do. Um, Look at you. But I can't do. You know, I I I, I don't have five foam. chefs. Yeah, I don't have five chefs making a sauce for me. You know, that go that's that's in a foam emulsion on top of some piece of fish that I've never heard of before. So it is hard to cook things that you've never heard of. Yes, yes, I try though. <laughs> So so you got it. You what was yours? I uh, I eighty six the uh, fine dining the fine establishments dining. just because I never go to them. And you marry a pizza place. Yeah, you have to. You're have already to. in a in a relationship with Danny's. Yeah, pizza place. yeah. <laughs> a very specific. I'm pizza at, place. I'm actually really mad at them because they they oh, Danny's whole thing is like they don't make that many pizzas, so you have to wait online. Uh huh. But like at two in the afternoon, just fucking have pizza ready. <laughs> like I shouldn't go at two. And have to wait online for pizza for, for a slice. Yeah, yeah. I hear so you. I, that's her thing. Um, yeah, it's the same same thing about having a bouncer at the door with a velvet rope, and so you can always have a line. It, you know, it adds <laughs> to the appeal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. All right, guys. Well, thanks for thanks for listening to our first in a series of um, I don't know eating around New York. We'll call it eating New York. Who knows? We'll eating call it out? something. Eating out New York. <laughs> Uh, all right well um uh, as always email us tom at notafoodie.com mike at notafoodie.com at timiale at mike Miranti and at notafoodie picks at notafoodie picks on instagram um and that's it go eat have fun bye bye